This is Dodd Street, yes. going through some serious construction, reconstruction. Yep. Uh, and this is the site uh, for a destination work that's been identified by Vari Claffey. And I'm, I'm really interested to know why Dodd Street, why not another location? Was that a call through the design team? Was it Vari? How, how did that come about? So just to clarify too, so Dodd Street is part of the overall project, even though it's sort of like a little bit of an attachment to the, the Boulevard Works. Dodd Street sits between two, two halves of the VCA campus, but it's a city of Melbourne owned road and it's been closed to through traffic for quite a long time. But this project and the need for greater public open space in Southbank um, has meant that we are closing it to traffic completely for the bottom two thirds. This top part will still be open to, to some traffic, but the rest of the space down to Grant Street will be a new park. The reason why this was chosen for the Major Art Commission was really about trying to tie together the arts precinct. There's the Malthouse and Acker which sit down on the other side of Grant Street. They're sort of a little bit of the southern outliers um, of the overall precinct and so both in conjunction with creating the new public space, I guess having that dialogue between a major commission, the students who will live and breathe that experience of that major work as part of their campus life as well as um, bringing the public in to that new public space was a really key part of that and I guess as we looked at the broader um, ideas with Vary for Southbank Boulevard there was this idea because of the number of different kinds of um, spaces that we would be creating both to serve a civic purpose as well as to deal with the different kinds of microclimates we have on Southbank which go from really sunny and open with not large buildings on the north side at this end to what will be the city's tallest building with Australia 108 um, at the city road end. Really thinking about how we could amplify the different qualities of those landscapes. So this idea of the cinematic landscape was something that we came up with with Vari and that idea of how to create the possibility through having these great landscapes for the creative practice of artists to be part of how that experience would come about for people. So that, that was sort of, I guess, the overall string for Southbank Boulevard and then Dodd Street being slightly independent could kind of do its own thing in a way and so the creative brief for that commission I guess has left a fairly open brief for, for the artists to respond to and that really central to the whole project has, has been this idea about our Aboriginal Melbourne goal and as a place that used to have um, five different ecological vegetation types from here down to the river. Um, it used to be subject to seasonal flooding. We're about two metres higher at ground level than what it would have been um, prior to the suburb developing. How do we, in creating a new contemporary public space for the city, create a way of people really understanding Aboriginal Melbourne? And so the brief to the artists has been about using really that as one of the fundamental drivers to generate something in Dodd Street that is of its place and of a contemporary experience of Melbourne. So thinking about time and thinking about the history, so as the project lead used to talk about this being the Kakadu of the South yep. and that kind of idea of reinstating that ecology, yep. just thinking about time from this perspective of the design of that space and then the artists coming in. So how did that, how's that working? So there's a conversation, I guess, to, to be had about that because the public space project has had its own deadlines that we've ne needed to work to. So we do have a documented design for Dodd Street, but. I guess as we've been going through the process of engaging the artists and looking at those opportunities, they've had access to that concept design as something to respond to either integrating with or working differently with that proposition. So I think as, 
as that artist is confirmed, there'll be a process of looking at how much does that design change to, to work with the artist's proposition. Mm. So I think it's, it is that process of the various options of plonking a piece of artwork in a public space, what, what impact does that have or how is the space, and de definitely in this, in this case it hasn't been that we've had an artist early enough on the project to be part of generating the whole part of the design um, yeah. the whole process. So, and I suppose it was interesting looking, thinking about Vari's creative strategy, and she talks about this work having this kind of idea of the, it's the executive. It's a really important aspect that there's uh, a level of integrity in the work um, and this relationship about when the city influences the work and when the work actually should be what it needs to be. And I think that's a really interesting curatorial. Uh, strategy to actually highlight the fact that the work has to have agency in a significant city design project. Yeah. And I think it's too classifying the role of public art in public space, which is open 24 hours a day. It's not in the, the back of a gallery which gets closed and therefore the, the artwork is sort of protected and managed in a different way. We need the public art in public space to do a really, really hard jobs and you know it needs to be really robust, it needs to support or be, be really cognizant of the way in which people are going to interact with it, um, sometimes in positive or negative ways. How easily can we maintain it and maintain the integrity of it as the artist intended, intended as well, without needing to, you know, sort of compromise it through managing public activity. So, which is kind of like the perfect point. If we, if we <laughs> gaze right through, we can have a look at uh, another project that the city and, and in some ways, like when I think back, I think this could potentially be the last project that the city solely commissioned as a significant work that sat as part of a significant city project, which is Vault by Ron Robinson Swan. And you can just see it, so I think it's quite an interesting the connection of those two projects. Yes. So what happens? I mean, this uh, Juliana Eberg has this great kind of quote which talks about, you know, if the work isn't actually causing controversy, it's not doing its job. Well, and I think too, with, um, with looking at Vault and the journey that it, it went through in terms of how the public perceived that and then its ultimate journey from the city square to Batman Park and then down to here. It was really about, I think, people understanding what is public art and what should they be expecting from it. And I think there's probably quite a big difference between the Melbourne city community then and now. So I think people's understanding of public art is probably quite different. And so I think, obviously, it is the role of art to, to make people think differently about who they are, where they are, and whatever that provocation um, is, what does that mean for them personally? So yeah, that is, we do want to engage the public in that, in that dialogue, and it doesn't mean that if people don't love it on the first day that it's wrong and it should be moved. It actually is about a lot of things actually find their place um, in the city, and you know, I think Vault is thought about with quite a lot of affection by people because there is that history of people's engagement with it, and it is part of Melbourne now because of all the media and the cartoons and the, the other ways in which people have thought about how it's part of their lives. And architects have used it as a foundation and that yellow is used and rep you know, repeated throughout yeah. various aspects of our city. Yeah, so along Swanson Street, the, the yellow that's on the, um, the tram um, infrastructure is all a reference to Ron Robinson. So it's, it, it's, it's been an interesting process for us too to understand how do we as a local government um, go through the process of commissioning artwork and it's it's different for us than it is for private institutions and we've got the local government act that we need to operate under and so it's, it's been a really interesting process of understanding how do we curate the ambition that we 
that we want, but also do it in, in a way that does give the freedom of opportunity to people to be involved in that. When I was at Arts Melbourne, there was a lot of discussion about how you open up and make the tendering process more open and more accessible for diverse range of artists because tenders are so arduous. And I know that's something that's still being thought about within the team. And I think there's a lot of work still to go and I'm hoping the NAVA Code of Co-Practice is going to help.